0: All right, here we go. A lot of energy today, guests in the house. Rolling. Good hello, morning, hello, sir. Nobody. Hello, hello. These are the things we do before the show. Usually, usually people don't get to see them. Today they did. Pull the curtain turn back. I just pull the curtain back. Turn the lights on. The whole thing here. <laughs> get rid of the cell phone. <laughs> Come back to the 90s here. How it uh, goes? How's it going, Mrs. Ryan?
1: It's going. Today, it's going. Today's not awesome. My head uh, displaced a little bit. Your head's
0: displaced. Looks right. like it's in the right place.
1: I'm thinking about too many things, and so oh. I'm a little scattered.
0: That Yeah, I, good for you. I know you know. I do, but I know from my own experience, and then I know what it does to you. I think uh, if that's what's going on, then you're handling it better than you used to. Thanks. You used to be overwhelmed and like,
1: <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Now I you're caught... saying
0: like, oh, I've got a lot on my mind. It's a lot to deal with. But here you are dealing with it.
1: Yeah. I don't cry I don't cry like that anymore. There's no crying in late night. <laughs> I think about that a lot.
0: <laughs> Although there probably is quite a bit of crying in late night, come to think of it. <laughs> yeah. His, his laugh is great. You should be here every night. Absolutely. Now we know Conan's secret, by the way, because I know that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Do you know she used to rep Andy? no she worked with Andy for years and years yeah Yeah.
1: he's great love him
0: uh okay well you might uh hear us talking to our guest tonight let's tell you who we are and what we're doing uh my name is jay ryan this is nicole ryan welcome back to the old late night place. That we are sitting here talking to mr gary cannon gary cannon is a uh, a comedian a funny guy he happens to be the warm-up guy uh, over at uh, the conan show right around the corner and um, we're going to talk to him in a few minutes when he gets in here. You had a late night show, uh, web uh, show too, like a late night afternoon.
2: We did that, but then um, Steve Byrne and I, who's a comic, we also she repped
0: him America. too. She wor- or didn't did you worked it? with the show or something? I Worked with
1: the show. <laughs> ah,
2: that's that's
0: funny. funny.
1: Peter Billingsley was a client of mine for a long time. Yeah, of
0: that's course. funny.
2: I remember meeting Peter, and it's like, oh my god, this with in Christmas. Story. Yeah, <laughs> he still does. He still
0: I mean, does. All right. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to talk to him in just a few minutes, more than we did just for those few minutes. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned before, Mrs. Ryan, I don't have a whole lot of stuff to talk about today, except, except I would like to bring attention to yesterday's show just for a moment. We just had a guest in here yesterday that Mrs. Ryan put together. Uh, Rodney Rothman was here. I don't know if you know Rodney Rothman. He's a writer, producer, director, but he EP'd Sarah Marshall and oh. uh, get him to the Greek, and and he's done his own things. He's directed. Spider-Man more recently. Uh, But he was the head writer on Letterman, and this is why I'm telling you, he was the head writer on Letterman back in the 90s when this was all going on. And uh, yesterday's show ended up being a show about me, and that was not at all what I intended. Um, He found out some of my Letterman history, and then he had me tell a story that went on for, gosh darn it, just too long. Uh, And then we didn't have a whole lot of time not only for Rodney's story but also I was then like a total scatterbrain because I went through this crazy emotional journey (laughs) and I just I was doing an edit yesterday I was thinking to myself this is not a quality program (laughs) 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 so thanks for sticking with us uh appreciate it Uh, the funniest thing was I feel like yesterday's show is the closest (laughs) at least emotionally, uh, to when we get Dave here, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But that, I think, was the closest one where it was like he knew everything and he was there at the time, and that's the first time I've had that.
1: Yeah, watching it's interesting.
0: Um, So I wanted to just uh, – tons of love to Rodney Rothman. Sorry about your time. Please come back, and I want to hear all about the other wonderful products that you've got. Also, we worked on some similar stuff. He, uh, I don't know if he directed it, but I think he produced it. I think he definitely wrote it. Uh, 22 Jump Street? And I worked on the promos for that with Jonah oh, right. and uh, uh, Channing all those bas- and Channing Tatum and all those basketball players, right. some of which I think have even passed. Well, of course, it wasn't COVID.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, um, so love to that. Mrs. Ryan, I've got uh, Dave Watch. Time to push the button. Okay. Just hearing the theme gives me, it gets me giddy um, Mrs. Ryan, what's new with Dave Watch? I'm not going go to go do the whole spiel again today.
1: More phone tag for me
0: Okay um, There's a lot of good stuff going on Obviously yesterday will uh, be very good If you're uh, new to the little What do you call I'm calling it a show and a program But a webcast, view, show, uh, pod Program Pod program It's a pod program <laughs> Welcome back to the pod <laughs> Here we are in the late night pod uh we're going after dave to be a guest on the show obviously there's the reasons you know we're sitting in uh, his old equipment and his old furniture and everything and that'll be neat to take a trip down memory lane but 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 more so um the jay ryan of it all the history with the microphone and the whole the whole thing uh it'll be fun to unpack that with mr david letterman so playing phone tag and that's what's going on more
2: more to come on that subject
1: yeah (laughs)
0: All right, Mrs. Ryan, I think, I think, I think, that's pretty much all I have, which means it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. You know what? Let me check in with you first. How you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, we did a little bit earlier, but like truly, how you, we talked about mental, how's the body?
1: Body's awful. I'm not even thinking about it. It's just disaster.
0: It's a shame you have such pain because your posture is pretty good and your, your form in general, I feel like you're working on your, your skeletal strength, your muscular strength
1: i am in the weirdest way i think that's making me look seem worse feel worse feel worse and yeah and walk differently because my body the posture is different i'm physically put together different now than i was (sighs) so it's blood and everything is going to different places oh my
0: gosh all right well with that (laughs)
1: that's <laughs> why I don't like there's talking the, about this stuff. There's no baseline.
0: We base have to. It. We have to. We have to. That's how we get through it. Uh what's going on? It's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Dun, 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 dun,
1: Getting in a better <laughs> mood, this will help. Um Pitbulls, uh <sighs> there is a organization called the Throwaway Dogs. It, sounds bad blah blah what they do is they rescue animals and train them to have jobs with the police department oh sure so a pit bull was rescued out of a, whatever they train them to fight and whatever uh in canada like and a now fighting a, ring type of yeah okay. that's the word i'm gonna work my words no but that's not a good place the,
0: for a dog to be that's a that's a that's a good rescue right there getting them out uh, of that the situation.
1: rescue organization picks them up and now this one from canada is north carolina doing drug surveillance.
0: Sorry.
2: By the way, I'm a big dog guy. My wife and I have nine dogs
0: at the house right now. Nine? No. Yeah, we
2: have six of our own and
0: three rescues. Nine dogs. Uh,
2: yeah, Gary. Saying, I can't give you my address because obviously it is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. Nine dogs.
1: Nine. That's a lot, Gary. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. Um, there, A bill was proposed in Florida to allow emojis to be part of license plates.
0: I just want to say that one more time because I think I heard it right.
1: A bill was proposed in Vermont to allow emojis to be part of license
0: plates. Emojis as characters on license plates.
1: Correct. This is already happening in Australia.
0: What?
1: Queensland. Like in Queensland. Yeah. So who knows?
0: I mean, it's just an identifier, right? And we've acknowledged that they're characters now, right? So, I mean, it could be anything, right? As long as it's an identity. As long as... I don't think the there, is. there is. The DMV is cutting... There's I don't think nuts. so. I think people are using eggplant. the uh, eggplant. I just watched the Jay and Silent Bob movie. Right. I, we, eggplant. Yeah. Eggplant.
1: There's only six to choose from.
0: Oh, so there's specific It's going to be limited, yeah. Oh, okay. That's probably be a sailboat.
1: No. I don't think eggplants are on there. <laughs> it's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> no eggplants. Um, okay. Lastly, in Australia, it's crazy. Uh, but... Uh, army soldiers that are have days off are feeding koalas to uplift moods and help out and just contribute
0: is this in the fire area or just in general
1: in general but probably the fire areas most notably everyone's doing their part to give back and it's so beautiful to see so yeah
0: yeah one of our sponsors, Product23. Shout out to Product23 and Ron Goodman down there fighting the fight. They're actually uh, uh, racing at Bathurst this week. Really? Mm-hmm. Where Tim to... Pappas got in an accident a couple years ago. That's A year right. ago. I'm talking
1: You're... to Ron later. Good to know.
0: All right. Oh, and that's Ben. <laughs> 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 What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Today is hard. Sorry, buddy. Other people... See you sitting here like they see you sitting here every day. They don't know that um, lately you've had a lot more going on behind the scenes than you did previously. So I think that maybe there's a lot of invisible uh, stuff going on here that's affecting you.
1: Yeah, I just feel better for you. I don't.
0: uh, Oh, well, don't worry about me. (laughs) Well, don't worry about me. No, don't worry about me. What do you feel better me for?
1: Just, I'm just d- distracted with everything I'm doing, and I'm not always as. But it's all for it's all, it's all for us. It's all for us. Everything
0: know. you're distracted. You're wonderful. You're you're a goddamn blessing.
1: I just love you a lot, and I don't like being distracted on camera.
0: Yeah, seriously, get with the program. I anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Right? We did it. We did yeah. it. We do do everything. Do we I have anything believe else? so? No. Okay, uh, let us take a break. It is now time. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to have Gary Cannon sitting in that chair when we get back here, uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But before that hi, I'd like to say a few words about hot sauce. No, that was a Carson thing. Uh, we'll be right back with these brief messages from Oso oh Delicious Hot Sauce: the hot sauce made by bears.
1: Oh, so delicious. It's the hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg. It's better on a slice. It's oh, so delicious. It's the hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. Great on everything except
0: oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association.
2: Stand up in San Francisco back in the day, and he just got back. He was on a carnival cruise ship. He just worked on a cruise ship, and this is it. Yeah, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, oh no,
2: I don't need headphones like you. Oh, okay, you have mine. She, only it. she's got them. Okay, got it. Good. We
0: are back. We're sitting here with Gary Cannon. Gary Cannon. I'm throwing my card away because I can tell with you we don't. Can I just have say, not it. a lot
2: of shows offer you one drink. <laughs> I have a combination. This is
0: fantastic. Uh, that was a Letterman thing back in that he always had a coffee and a water and. For me, just as a performer, I kind of get that. A it sort of both. makes
2: – yeah, it makes sense. You know what's crazy? There's there's times where you go to do – because my buddy Steve Byrne and I did a podcast for a long time um, over at All Things Comedy. We did – it was called The Gentleman's Dojo. Uh-huh. And the one thing that we said that we would never do is what we didn't like about other podcasts where you'd show up right at the person's house and they would answer the door in their pajamas and be like, are you in a rush? And it'd be like, well, what do you mean am I in a rush? And like – Steve has said there were times where he showed up at somebody's house and the guy is pulling wires out from the desk and trying to set things up and like – We
0: have had that experience. Yes. Have you
2: had that experience? Going to somebody's place and doing that? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel?
2: I, well, I always have this rule. I always, the minute I see that going on, I'll say, uh, I have to be out by such and such oh a time. Oh my
0: gosh, you're so smart. You can see it going in. I see it going in. You have a countermeasure. Yeah,
2: listen, hey, great. You can do whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? No problem. But then you have eight end, minutes. Coming off the Absolutely. End. I don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, it's almost like in stand up when a comic will reach out to you and be like, hey, you want to judge this comedy contest that I'm doing? And I know that guy's making money. But I'm not. But I'll just go donate my time. And you get there and there's no water. There's no anything. It's like, listen, I don't need a, a plate of sashimi <laughs> sitting in the background with different hummus spreads. But, like, can you have, like, a water for me? Like, that's all I'm asking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I'm not asking for much. But, like, I just love when they're – and then they'll he'll reach out again like, hey, you want to do this again? like – no, Dante. <laughs> no. so who was it? Comedian Dante. <laughs> Just don't want to. So, yeah, and, and a funny story. Steve and I have been friends for a long time. I recommended Steve to do cruise ships years and years ago, and he got uh, – he started working on cruise ships on Norwegian. Um, because I recommended him. I just couldn't do him at the time. Okay. So he started doing them. We're still Steve Maison, Steve right? Steve Maison, okay. who was on your show. And years after he was doing them and in a groove and doing great, I was the one who – I wouldn't say got him fired. But <laughs> what happened was what happened was, I flew to Orlando to be on a cruise with him as his guest. My name wasn't on the sheet to get on. So there was a big fight back to and forth. To board the boat. To board the boat. Oh, my. Right? So couldn't get on the ship. And then, literally three hours later, I'm flying back to L.A. So I was in Orlando for lunch, essentially, because my name wasn't on the list. Steve goes very disappointed. You know, you know Steve very you know demure, very calm, and was upset. Yeah, Steve wants to do a good job. Steve at all wants times. to do a good job. Yeah. yeah. So he said to them, "Hey, listen, why wasn't he on the list?" Blah 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 blah. And uh, a few weeks later, they're like, "This guy's difficult to deal with." And that was it. Like it, it, it's so crazy to me. And any, any one little wrinkle is one that wasn't there. Any one little wrinkle. And listen, I started working on cruise ships just this past year, and now I, it all made sense. I'm all like, you have to satisfy the audiences who are just there, sitting in the showroom, waiting to go to their next meal. They're, they could care less about comedy. There's kids rolling around on Isn't the that floor. A weird one? It's weird. And there are moments where you're like, this is great. I'm having a great time. But I was bummed this past year because I booked two weeks over Christmas and New Year. Out of New Orleans, it was going to go to Mexico. The idea was my wife was going to come. It was going to be great. Three weeks before we were supposed to board, she couldn't get out of work. She works at a bakery. They're like, absolutely not at your busy time. So now I'm on this cruise ship by myself over the holidays, which was a huge bummer. Just, I mean, it's like, just not where I wanted to be over the holidays. Not without, only that,
0: I'm thinking anybody who takes a cruise over the holidays generally with their families, so you must be just surrounded by... It's
2: all kids, families. families. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's, listen, I, I love it, but it's like people, you, you're amazed at people's behavior. You're just like, you know...
0: <laughs> we've only taken one
2: Cruise. What, so I get it. What, what what cruise line was it on? Was it at least a good one or was it a carnival? No,
0: it, was a carnival. <laughs> it was a carnival? I I I've never I've never believed myself to be a cruiser. Right. And she said, Well, let's try it because it sounds kind of neat and it's all Out it of Long <laughs> Beach, you've got a long beach. We did we said, well, let's do this shortest one yes. that we so we got the Catalina nicest room and on Santa. the shitty, <laughs> We got the nicest nicest suite. Uh, Sweet One Eleven, by the way, that's true. You, okay. One Eleven uh, uh, in, on the shittiest boat. Yes. And and uh, and we had what uh, the experience you would expect. That it's we would have,
2: it's so funny. Uh, did you guys do Catalina Ensenada? Was that the, yeah, the trip? Yeah, we
0: did. We did. It was the longer of the two, but it okay. was
2: still only less than a week. When my wife and I first met, and she flew out here to Michi, she flew out here from Michigan. I said, we're going to go on a cruise. We're going to go out of. Uh, it was a Long Beach. Boom, boom, this is no joke, you guys. We're in Catalina. Walking around Catalina Island, you can see the carnival ship from a distance. And I said to Michelle, is there any way if we just left right now and went home, how could we get our luggage back? Mm -hmm. Because we were so bored and so (laughs) bouncing off the walls. I was done. This was day one. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yes. Catalina's right there.
0: Do you uh, drink alcohol? Yeah. Uh, We don't anymore, but we did at the time. And that's what got us. Through it, I mean, I yes. I drank my way through the four days because everyone else is shit faced drunk, and yep. I can't be around people who are drunk uh, with, unless
2: I'm drunk. Carnival is the tops. That's why they make the prices so low because they know you're going to make it up in alcohol. Right. That's that's their number one selling point. And one of my jokes that I do on cruise ships, which I, people can relate to, the best thing to go watch as a passenger is people. The night before they're about to leave, settling up their bills, because because when oh, they get it's on the ship, more than
0: they thought it was gonna when be. they
2: get on the ship, everybody's a freewheeler because nobody's paying anything. Here's my sale and sign card. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's a big shot. Everybody's buying drinks for everybody. The night before when they have to cash out, they're like twelve hundred dollars. Are you? And then they have every. I remember I was working on a ship years ago. I, I just first met my wife, and I called her from the ship's phone back home. I was on the phone with her for six minutes. It was like $120. Oh. So I was like, I'm getting out of this. I'm not paying this. I went down to the front desk, and I was like, hey, I, there's no way I was on the phone for that long. They walk in the back. They look at the computer, and the guy's like, no, you were on that long. And I was like, have a good day. Like I just – I knew that there was no way of getting – because it's all documented. Absolutely. Every single thing that you do, there's a camera on you. You're signing something. Absolutely. But there are guys – like Steve and I talk about this – there are guys that do cruise ships 40, 45 weeks a year, and that's all they do. They're on ships mm. over and they, they jump off one, then they fly to some another city, hop on another one. I mean, that's gotta be it's a tough of, gig. It's sort of the traveling stand ups uh, life just at sea, right? Yes. Wow. And I mean, listen, there's no question you get to go to some amazing places that you would never get to go. Um, but at some like point, where, 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 where has the comedy cruise taken you? I just got flown to Barcelona okay so I hopped on the cruise in Barcelona then it went around a little bit and then we hopped off midway through because it was continuing and they brought new comics on kind of yes. over the
0: talent of course yes
2: yeah. so that was great I mean again there were, I would have never I not I would have loved to have gone to Barcelona but like the fact that somebody's paying you is even better yeah, yeah and it was all you know it was all Americans they all loved the stuff mm-hmm. but the shows weren't that busy I mean that's Listen, that's the problem. You can walk into these shows. There's four people. How big is a room on a, on some of these cruise ships that you're talking Not about? Not bad. Every ship is different. Carnival, for a comedian, has the smallest rooms. But we get what's called a guest entertainer room on Norwegian. By the way, we parked ourselves in
0: the comedy room, and we ended up seeing the same two comics all, really? all week. And we ended yeah. up just making friends with mm. them. And just that was our – that's how we got through it. And we, were they we good? We had to find a... – Right. <laughs> Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Yes. The truth is, yes. One had probably was good a long time ago because yes. I remembered him. Yep. And then one guy was a really good up and comer that I think will be good. That's and, the truth.
2: And here's the thing with those guys those guys who have been on the ship for as long as they have they're so good at writing stuff as they go. I mean, you start walking around and, you know, oh my God, the buffet, the, you know, the this, the that, it all starts coming together. Because when you, when you you get on these ships, you're like, I don't have the time to fill for, you know, 45 minutes here and 45 minutes there. But like- those people they, they do that same act. Like the crowd work too.
0: Once you people yes. watch somebody and then especially if somebody does come back, because we were coming back, and then he would use oh it's I can't yeah. remember what he had a nickname for me and he would use it all week, of course, and, and it just became a thing. And that clearly
2: was his ability. And it's kind Here's of Here's the problem, saying. a huge problem. And every comic will tell you this. Comics get in this business to do what they want and to be uncensored. You go on these cruise ships, and let's say I'm on the ship and I'm making fun of you guys. Now, all of a sudden, I find out you guys are loyal Norwegian sailors, mm-hmm. and you guys go to the front desk and be like, that guy offended us. Well, there you go. Now, you guys are looking for something for free. Norwegian has to give that to you, and now I'm on a bad list, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take many of those to be like, you're done with He's us. difficult
0: to work with. Out here. Yep, here.
2: Absolutely. I don't care what it is. So many people get offended so quickly, and and – not because they're sensitive, because they're looking for something for free. That's right. exactly what it is. Well, that's, life, that's right? Yeah, of course. So you really have to like – you really have to pull it back a little bit and, and just kind of watch yourself. But listen, at the end of the day, I look at it like this. If they let me go tomorrow, it was a great run. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to not do what I want to do because I'm worried about you know some guy from – utah that's going to be pissed off of what i'm doing i don't care good for you yeah i don't i it doesn't matter to me good for you it's always that well you're the guy i'd want to see them with that attitude Mm -hmm. because i don't care because what we found was politically
0: it's a it's a difficult place because like you're saying the person who is it's like any job i guess but the person who's hiring you is almost in direct (laughs) it's a direct conflict with the people the job you're supposed to do of course you're supposed to make these people laugh and, and push the envelope and get edgy and the whole bit and yet up here they're like Probably, I'm assuming there's probably a list of things that you have to – maybe a code of conduct you have to stay within, et cetera.
2: Well, well again, and it's like – it's it's these issues where a buddy of mine who does a lot of cruise ships, the cruise director came up to him one week and said, uh, hey, I just want to let you know we got four complaints this week. And he's like, that's fantastic. Like almost like that's a low number. Let's 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 go on the next one. And it's like they just don't – and here's what – Because in a club, that would be true, right? Of course. Perhaps. Or at least you drummed Yo, – oh, they're thinking. We made them think. But here's what's fascinating to me about cruise ships. The shows in the main room, whether it's the dancers, whether it's the Broadway show that they bring on, whether it's the food, whatever, people can complain about that all day. But there's not going to be anything done to change it. Right. I mean, if, if people complain enough. system. Of course. Yeah. If you, oh, hey, wait a minute. Because people will come back to the shows and be like, you did that same joke three days ago. And it's like, yeah, but three days ago there was also chicken strips in the buffet. Like, what, what do you want <laughs> from me? If I had nine a hours of material – if I had nine hours of material, I wouldn't be on this ship right now. Right. If I had nine hours of clean, clever material, neither of us would be speaking right now. Right. So, And nobody will complain about like if it's a show called like Million Dollar Quartet because they've spent so much money to bring this group on that if people don't like it, they just don't like it. Yeah. There are times where people – I meet passengers and they're like, boy, that show was brutal. And I was like, wait, there's nothing we're going to do. There's nothing. <laughs> they're already here. They have a six-month contract. End of story. But we're the easiest to pluck off. That's all. Of all the sea things to ask you on my card, yeah. cruise ships wasn't even one of them. It wasn't even there. A
0: lot of te- so let's move on. <laughs> um, let's talk about Conan, though, because yeah. we have a little bit of uh, – well, at least that we have that in common. That I started – the first job I ever had in the actual television business okay. was at 30 Rock working on Conan. What year was that? Uh, would have been like uh, mid-90s. The show was brand It wasn't brand, brand new. new. It wasn't 93 when it was brand new, but it was like within the first year or so. So you because must they know. Because they were getting pickups like by the week at this time. I know. Show, I remember the that. The show
2: was going to be yanked every single day. Yep. So who was there? Like who were you working with? I was a production
0: PA. So okay. I
2: was actually working in like
0: with the audio guys and everything in the studio, 6A, the old Letterman studio, which yep. is why I was so thrilled to be there. Um, but, uh, every day the upstairs people, the show, the actual show yep. people would come down. So, um, let's see. You want to know like writers or? Yeah.
2: Cause I, listen, a lot it of them was, are still there. Oh, uh,
0: Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney was, yep. he did warm up back then yep. in the day and, um, um, uh, I f-
2: Brian Kiley was either at that point.
0: No, but Brian McCann. Brian, Brian, who Brian did McCann. did warm up
2: after Mike Sweeney left. Did or not, he? Mike Sweeney didn't leave, but he did warm up. Because Mike didn't want to do it anymore, so he did.
0: How many times can you tell that fucking Regina joke? Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, my God. He was the greatest. We really enjoyed him, actually. But it was like – that was my first introduction to, oh, it's the same every night. I thought, like, when I went to see Letterman, this is the most amazing experience. (laughs) To them, it's just fucking – oh, Thursday. Sure. Yes. Um yeah, writers wise, I don't remember, but it was still Jeff Ross, and it was yes. Andy was there back then. Yep, and um, and this was the original version of the set where it was sort of like Lauren Michaels' office. Yep, it was not with the big window
2: and everything else. It was it's very it, very. It's, uh, so it's funny because I had been a fan of Conan for a long, long time. I you know watched him in college, and I remember back in two thousand and one. I flew out to New York. I'd never been in New York before. Crazy. I flew out there for the first time and I saw a taping of Conan. He was doing the late night show and I saw him and basically what happens uh, – I don't know if he was doing this before but the warm-up was Brian McCann. He came out and like his first line was like, you watch the show on TV and then you come here. He's like, look at what a shithole this place is. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then he introduces the band. Then Conan comes out and then starts dancing with an audience member. Yeah, he does the Elvis thing. The el- And so he picks me to dance with him. Then he says, give me a hug. And I remember grabbing his ass. Ah. And then he's like, I'm married. And I was like, call me. And then he (laughs) let me go down on the floor and get uh, the drumsticks from Max Weinberg, which was amazing. So that was 2001. Still always watch the show. So then back here in L.A., I started doing warm-up for a bunch of shows. Uh, My first real warm-up gig was working on The Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. Oh, no shit. Very first job. Very first game. I mean, I used I spent some time over there as well. You did,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was when I first moved to L.A. in '99.
2: Well, yeah, it, it, I, I'm trying to think when I started that show. I started it in 2003. He only did it for a couple of years. Couple right? of years. So that's
0: probably right at the tail end of it.
2: Yes, and there was some was Brian McAloon it, still directing. Yes. Okay. Yep. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So so I came on towards the very end. Then all of a sudden, it was in the news that he was leaving, whether oh. by choice or you know whatever that was. And then um, Craig Ferguson came in, started. Everybody came in, and then they gave the job to Craig Ferguson. Yes. Michael
0: Ian Black. I remember so many people sitting there. Jim in that Rome.
2: Seat for, there were tons of people that auditioned for that show. I think Joe Buck, even. There were so many people. I will never forget this, which was one of my favorite memories. There was a. Uh, a weather person that auditioned not that she was going to get it or not but oh. but they were they were it was a favor and i remember all these people from like local channel 2 were there like the the anchors and i was like i know all these it's people testing right testing for network yeah and and i got to tell you they were the biggest drips, like, in the audience. It's like, <laughs> hey, your person is trying to get this gig. Like, show a little energy yeah. here, man. Like, you guys are sitting here, like... But I, I'll never but forget this. They don't performance. It's a total... They don't they don't get used it. to,
0: oh, be quiet in the room. Everybody's
2: silent I'll never forget this, because I got the Craig Kilbourne gig on a fluke, because I saw somebody doing warm-up on a show. I was like, this looks great. I don't know what this is, but this looks great. And I befriended the warm-up guy who was working at Craig Kilbourne. It was a guy named Roger Lundblade. He was there. And uh started hanging out with him. And he told me, he said, hey, they're looking for kind of a backup guy to back me up because Roger was doing sitcoms two and three days a week, which pay exponentially more than he was making. So I did an audition with a couple of other people. They filmed it. And Roger was the one who ultimately got to make the decision, Whoa. which was crazy because it was like Kathy Hovind over there at the time and mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I got the gig. And I remember the first thing Roger said to me, he said – if you get a group of people there, because at the time, like, Kilbourne wasn't that crazy popular. And a lot of times you had to pay audience members to come in, or groups, or whatever.
0: I was going to say, even in that tiny audience, which only 100 had people. 120 people, something like that, yep. it was a tiny, tiny little. Yep. I love that set and it that whole room. Kathleen Anchor is the same same person who won an Emmy for this, uh, 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 they were sh- they were uh, uh, bringing in, bussing in audiences. Yep. I never yep. knew that for that show. Yep. And it was crazy. Chevy Chase
2: Show did that, and other shows have Pat Sajak. That. They all, and a lot of them still do it. I mean, they just can't can't get an audience. Right. And I remember Roger telling me, he's like, "You'll get paid people in, but if you get." groups groups in from a baseball team, your host. And I was like, why? And he's like, because they're just very testosterone They don't want to be made fun of. They want to feel like they're the center of attention. So I remember like the first day when I just I kind of finally got the gig. I was like, uh, where are people from? And these guys were like, UCLA baseball. I was like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, and they just didn't care. And that was my first show, and I didn't know how to handle them. Wow, so he was right. And it he happened right, right out of the gate. Right away. Right away. And uh, I remember another story, because with Craig Kilborn, you never knew – like, Conan's a well-oiled machine. You do 15-minute show starts. There's never a time where it goes early, late. It just moves. With Kilborn, you never knew when he was going to be ready. It was either 10 minutes or 35. I remember that. took forever. So yeah. there were days where you're stretching, and I'm just like, I don't have the time. So I remember doing this bit because Price is Right was filmed right downstairs. Yeah, literally. Right there. And I said, uh, I'm going to take people down to the Price's Right stage, which was BS. <laughs> I didn't have any access to that. So um, – we had the the musical clip being played. It was like da 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 da, and so I had people running down the stairs to see who had the best energy. And my friend Roger said, "Don't do it. Somebody's gonna get hurt." And I yeah. was like, "Dude, you're old. Warm up. I know what I'm doing. This is the new school. I got this covered." And one guy came running, hit the bottom of the stair. It, his leg hit the wrong way, his ankle. And he's like, ah! And he's like, is there a medic nearby? Yeah. And I just started. I was like, a medic? Like, I'm not getting drunk. <laughs> and I was like, go back to your seat. I gave him a CD. And I didn't avoid... I just avoided that area for the entire rest of the show. <laughs> it was brutal. Brutal. But the problem... So then I went to Ferguson. And then the change for me happened when I was done kind of being the fill-in. And I got the gig... My own gig permanently on Carson Daly. I was the warm-up guy for Carson for four years. So
0: wait, he had a audio? Hang on. All right, we got to unpack this (laughs) because I know all these shows. Yeah. Oh wait, I remember this. He did a short for a time. He did a desk and chairs version of the last Cars over at uh, which became the
2: Jay's, but over at uh, right at NBC right yep Burbank Studios. I remember he basically that went for four years. Yep, crazy. Were you in Studio Nine or Eleven over Nine? Nine. So 11 crazy. was – or maybe it was 11. It was I right there.
0: The two too. I used to work in those as you well. You did.
2: Ellen yeah. was right next door to us for a little while before she moved to Warner Brothers. Got it. Yeah, and, and it was just – it was crazy because – and again, Carson was a lot of paid people except on days where there was like Fall Out Boy or Green Day or whatever because you, you'd pull up and you'd see the line of people. And there was right. always two lines. There was one that was standing by the gate. Those were ticketed people. And then there's that little side street. And those were the whole – that was the, the holding area. Yeah. No, the holding area for the paid people. Oh, no So shit. there would be two lines. Yeah. And it was funny because as I was leaving many times, the regular people would see the other group getting paid cash. I'd be like, what's going on there? And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. But that, that gig ran for four years. Was a great gig. He was the best. We, we taped only two days a week, two shows a day. That's so great. It was amazing they were half hour shows I half think. hour shows yeah. and it was my gig w- which was nice that i didn't have to share
0: and there was a band and everything else so it really it felt like band. a late night show the whole yes. deal.
2: Yeah, there was a house band joe firstman and uh, it was just fun i you know I, I just i remember you know i had my own apartment in santa monica i was dating you know this really cute girl that was younger than me i was like this isn't right you know what i mean like this isn't reality at all and then the show went away. I mean, there actually, a couple times that show was about to go away because the writer's strike kicked in. Mm-hmm. Then they brought only him back. They couldn't mm-hmm. afford to pay me anymore. Then they brought me back but for only a limited amount of money. Oh, but there were so many bumps in that road. You know, In fact, when, when the writer's strike was going on, Carson got heckled. People in the audience were standing up during the show and being like, hey, you don't have any writers. You don't have any writers. It was, like, it was a weird time because he was the only show that came back on the air. Yeah. Yep. That's so weird. Of the NBC ones. Of the right? NBC shows. Leno was off. And Was that a non-union? No, they did it on a union lot. It yep. had to be a union mm-hmm. show. Yep. Yep. Wow. And it was such a great gig. And, you know, you always look back on your life and be like, when times were simple... Was when you were the happiest. You know what I mean? You didn't have all this. No worries. No worries. And I just remember like those days I had this dumpy apartment like two blocks from the beach. But I didn't care. I was so happy. It's uh, American Beauty when he goes back and works at the chicken place and buys a Camaro. I rule. It doesn't. Yeah. There there are those moments where like if I could rewind that to that simple. It was the best. Yeah. Uh, when
0: I had just moved out here, uh, I was doing a show called uh, working on a show called Sunset Beach. It was a soap opera. Okay, but it was over there in either nine or eleven. Yep. And those the, both of those used to be one was Saved by the Bell and mm-hmm. just before, and the other one was Fresh Prince of Bel Air right before us. I thought that was the coolest because you know moving out here, even though they were gone, it was like like the Seinfeld stage or something like. So that.
2: So wait, you know? we were on the old Saved by the Bell stage. Was that nine or eleven? I don't remember. Okay, I don't okay. remember. But Cause... when I we,
0: was when we were there, uh, you remember between the two, it was all the offices and then out back. There was like the prop storage and scenic storage yep. and stuff, and there was like some gated areas. And there used to always be the uh, Max. sign from the Max. Was it still there? Yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> Remember the uh, the diner they all went yep. to and say, but there the was bell. a guy Christ. Bob
2: Church who was our props guy. Bob Church, I think it was his name. And I remember go. He had a there was a cage back there where yes. he gave me my T-shirts. And uh, the Max sign was still up there. So it's and probably I was like, the
0: same guy from all those years. Oh, my God.
2: I think he worked out. Just told the me, union guy at NBC. He told me something which really hit home. And I, I was so naive at the time. I didn't know. Carson had signed another two-year deal. And I said to Bob, I was like, how great is this? We're safe for another two years. He's like, no. Mm, Carson's safe good. for another two yeah. years. He's like, this show could go away tomorrow. And I was like, Honey, think about that. Well,
0: I started working on it after that, and it was like a couple guys with five Ds following
2: Carson around bars and stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> they borrowed a buddy of mine's bar for it. A few damn. A I few remember. Shows. I I remember when 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 Carson didn't get the twelve thirty spot that Fallon ended up getting. I remember I walked into the studio. It, it was that day, and they're tearing up the studio. Like the audience is outside. They're tearing it up, and I was like, what "The hell's going on?" And they were. I don't know if it was upset or what the right word was, but they were kind of refiguring the studio to make it smaller and bring more people. And I was like, oh my day, it's done. I'm I'm done here. They're already doing this. We're getting they're getting rid of me. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately, they kept me. Oh, really? They kept me, even though the audience was smaller, you know. uh, there was there was a time I remember one of my favorite stories. It was like right before Thanksgiving. We were supposed to have a band on. And literally, I had to announce to the audience that the band wasn't there. And during the warm-up, you see... Oh, a guest
0: band. Yeah. Oh. You see
2: 80 people just walking right out in front of you. They're just exiting. They, they just, only don't, came for... They only came for the band. Mm. They don't oh. care. If they're gone. You know what I mean? Totally. Yep. It was just, you know... And then, and then there was a moment I remember... Guys,
0: guys, sorry. you got to stay in your seat.
2: <laughs> we're out. There was a time where... <laughs> there was a time when... Uh, I was in the audience, and uh, there was a a lull, just silence. And he was Carson was talking to Jennifer Love Hewitt, and there was just silence. And I felt like I got to get some energy (laughs) out of this audience, and uh, I just started clapping randomly. And Jennifer Love Hewitt just randomly just anything, just get something going. And Jennifer Love Hewitt looks up and she's like, "Why are they applauding my dog dying?" And, again, I didn't know what the conversation was on the floor. I'm just like, we just got to get something going. And carries there some over pause. here like, I'm just trying to help. Oh, my god! Yes. <laughs> you can't hear anything from this side of the curtain. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was just like, you know, yeah, let's get this guy. I remember one time. Um, <laughs> That's got to be a great YouTube clip. It's, it's, they're no, not plug, they just pulled just it. Just one guy. They pulled it. They, they, oh, they, really? The, the clip of her being interviewed is there, but then that segment is cut out because somebody looked for it. Um, God, I remember I got hired to do warm up on a Dr. Drew morning show and he was doing this morning show and they said, we need somebody to come in and get this crowd going. They're just dead. So what I did was I went out and bought a bunch of Starbucks gift cards. Cause so I was like, I want this gig to be mine. So I go out there. It's eight in the morning. And I was like, Hey guys, listen, we need the energy here to be off the hook. Whoever's my loudest audience member is going to get this, this Starbucks gift card. So. I at the time didn't look at what the story was for that day. So Dr. Drew comes out and he's like, "I want you guys to meet Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie no. was attacked and yeah! terrorized. That's all they're doing. They're not hearing. The other thing about is a gift card because these people it's a are basketball games. These to them. people are eating dinner at Arco, the Arco station. So right. they they don't care what's going on. All you see is them smiling in the background about poor Stephanie oh. who was attacked." And nearly beaten to death. And that was my last day. That was the last day at the show. First and last? First and last day. Goodbye. Wow. Goodbye. Yeah. So then there were all these other shows that I got to do until Conan came around. Yeah, let's hear Conan. So the Conan story was great. This was just a fluke. We knew um, Jimmy
0: Pardo way back in the day. Last yep.
2: time we had you had any clients there or last time we were yeah. over there, it was still Jimmy, I think. Well, this is a crazy story. And this just shows you why you don't take days off just don't. You just don't, you know. You, you, you literally never miss a day. Um, I got a call from Jimmy and he said, hey, I got to take a couple of days off. I'm shooting a show, my own show for oh. sci-fi. And the Conan people had known me because I – had done warm up on like Dion Cole. He had a TBS show. Yeah, sure, Pete yeah. Holmes, another TBS show. They sure. were all Conan shows. You you
0: did warm up on those? Yep. Uh, those were both good shows. They, they were did, both they great. They, neither one of them went. Uh, nope. but they were both creatively very good
2: shows. Deon Cole was so great. He's such a good writer. Such a fun show. Pete Holmes was great. I, I remember the Pete Holmes story was he called me back in his office before the show started, and he said, hey, "I have some tips for you on warm up." And then I went out and just crushed it. And he's like, he called me back. He's like, "I'm so sorry." He's like, I didn't know because every other guy that had come through the door were his buddies. Oh, so you didn't need his tips. I didn't need him. And I think he realized it was bad that he even mentioned it because he's like, oh, this guy, everybody that's come through the door has been a friend of a friend. They haven't done warm up. And that's why it's always funny, too, because then when they call you and offer you the money, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You were giving that to his buddy. I'm not taking that horseshit rate. Right. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, you. yeah. It, 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 when you have any leg to stand on, it feels great. So, Jimmy had to take a couple of days off. This was in 2015. And uh, I had nothing, nothing in my calendar. Nothing. Wow. And uh, I got a call. It was in February of t- 2015. And I went in, did the show, and they loved it. Like, I think, and. Jimmy will tell you he's not a warm-up guy, and the, the job, when he did The Tonight Show, came to him by accident. They they really wanted him. Um, but there were only a couple warm-ups before he jumped in. It was, Wait, did he
0: start when Conan got The Tonight yep. Show? Yep. So he started when they moved out here? Yes. Oh, wow. Andy got in the gig because him no and Andy shit. were friends. Yep.
2: Oh. So they didn't have any idea of who they wanted to use. Andy said, you should use this guy. So – The show in its whole inception has only had four. It's been Mike Sweeney, Brian McCann, Show Moves to LA, Jimmy Pardo, and then me in 2015. Wow.
0: So, So in 2015, just for my own sake, are we still in the big Conan studio with the ocean? No, no, yes. But but are we still in the big with the red curtain and the ocean
2: behind the desk? It was still a big old fashioned talk show with the band in it. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So it was then. So then I go in there, and again, it was. It was never a thing of I was thinking that I would get the gig because I knew he was so loyal to all of his people. Mm. There was never – I was just going to have fun. I had like two or three dates booked. Great opportunity. It's fun. I You know what? This is going to be great to put on the resume, get to meet Conan. What mm. It's great. So I do the show and I guess from what I understood backstage, Conan was like, what the hell's going on out there? Like in a good way. Like – the audience, is, the audience that night was going crazy. And my style's totally who, different than Jimmy's. Who was your first? Uh, do you remember the guests of your I first don't okay. I don't remember. I don't remember it. Um, but what's crazy is, Jimmy would just stand on the floor and do jokes from the floor like he would do in a comedy club. Very like, what's your name? Where are you from? Not like a warm-up guy up in the audience. I'm up in the audience. I I was throwing out t-shirts. I was doing a dance contest. You have to be with the people. Everything you need to do, right? Because they'd never done t-shirts before. I was like, can you guys get me some? So it was a different vibe that they weren't used to. So I always tell the story. I always tell the story of, like...
0: You're doing it more how sitcom uh, guys do it, though, versus yes. the late-night talk show guys. Is, that, is yeah. that addressed at all from these people? For me to do it that way? Just in general, even were you aware that that's what you were doing? Because the candy bars and the
2: t-shirts and the being up in the audience, that's really more sitcom. It's very,
1: like, you're going to be there yes. for four hours
0: for Yes, mm-hmm. scripted We're show. in this together. And
2: listen, I, I, I've done many of those sitcoms, and... They are brutal. Okay. I mean, they're, I mean, listen. Because you've they, got a captive audience for that long. Well, I wouldn't say captive. I mean, you've got an audience that's just sitting there. I mean, because, listen, those early, early sitcoms that are brand new that haven't even aired yet, those are all bust in. They're from rehab groups, church groups, or like everything. They don't want to be there. So those are brutal. I mean, those are the times where you're kicking people out because they're just giving you nothing and they're getting paid. Wow. You know what I mean? But the money is so good that you're just smiling through it. Like, screw you guys. Like, I, I, I you guys can sit there all you want. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, those for are you. brutal. Yes. Uh, for the, the guy. Okay. But, but so with Conan, that was just always my style, was that whole like rah, rah, rah cheerleading where most comics think it's stand up and it's not. It's, it has nothing to do with stand up. But it
0: aligns more with what Conan himself used to do because he would run up to the audience and start yes. singing
2: Elvis with a, with a, with a paid person every single time. Oh. But I think what happened was what, when, what happened to him, he would do that every single night Yes, but I think when it became The Tonight Show, I think they wanted To lose that a little bit, I think uh, they were like We want a little more straight Laced, we just, we don't need somebody With a t-shirt gun, like we just Want to be more straight and narrow Right? <laughs> well, yeah, and then, ah, You know, hit totally. in the head So then I go in there and you know I, I see that they're really digging it And the next day this was on a Tuesday. The next day on a Wednesday, I get a call from one of the producers. And she says, hey, did get a chance to meet you, um, but uh, we really liked what you did. Can you do us a favor? If you're about to book anything long term, let us know. We want to be the first to know. And so we're like, not
0: ready to make a move, but we definitely want the option.
2: And I, I, I was like, I said, what do you mean? You got another show coming up like a Deion Cole or Pete Holmes? And she's like, I, I just don't want to say much right now. I was like, OK. I did it again. Went great. And literally the next day I got the call and was offered the gig. Oof. Now, I feel horrible because Jimmy and I are good friends. So, you know, I have to make the call to Jimmy and uh, – You have to make the call to Jimmy. No, no. He knew already. But oh. I had to make the call to like extend the olive branch oh, wow. to be like, hey. Hey, right? listen. They I just, texted They just you. offered me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, good. Um, good on you. And it was like – it was a little weird. But I think if you listen or, or you hear Jimmy talk about it now, like I think he knew that – he wasn't delivering what the audiences needed for that time. Like when they were The Tonight Show, it was a different vibe, a different... Like now it's like, it's just a different feeling. Like they just, it's a smaller crowd, it's this, that. And just because I've done all those late night shows before, like I know how to grab them pretty quick. You know what I mean? Also, this whole
0: thing is ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? So it's not a personal decision. It's just one of those, oh,
2: this is what's working right now with the people. it's, it's, It's amazing. And I will say... Out of the five years that I've been there, I did have to book out a couple of times for either like – there was a USO gig that I did, which was great, I, like going to South Korea. Like I'm not missing that. Um, and was then, it with USO? For yep. Armed Forces. Yep. Oh, good for yep. you. I went Very with cool. Steve Byrne South Korea. And then this was kind of funny. This like Sometimes you don't realize if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. But right before Christmas last year, I got a call to do kind of a sitcom. It was a show. I'm sure you know it because you're a big TV guy. Uh, live in front of a studio audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Norman Lear it, show. It was the Jimmy Kimmel produced yep. uh, All in the Family and Jefferson's. Yep. Uh, this one they did, uh, All in the Family and Good Times. Oh,
0: you did the most recent yes. one? Yes. Great. I Congratulations.
2: So they called me and they said, it's three days of work. Here's the money. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't I can't turn down this money. The money was incredible. Now, of the three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I only had to miss Conan Monday and Wednesday. Two days. So I called Jeff Ross and I said, hey, listen, you know I never book out. and But I felt confident enough that I wasn't going to lose the gig. You know what I mean? <laughs> This is a very high-profile – High-profile. The money is fantastic. I tell Jeff what and the money is. And you're coming to Jeff Ross too. I'm going to Jeff. I said, you can say no and I will follow your lead. I would love your blessing. If you say no, it's no. So um, he says – you got to do it. He said, I talked to Conan. How about you got to do it. How
0: about this? To do warm-up for the uh, – f- just for uh, historical shows like that. Yeah. I mean you I mean, walk I know in. it wasn't in the 70s, but I mean the sets are the same. The it's like this. They're, they're doing it as authentically. You're looking
2: right at – you're like, this is crazy, yeah. right? So go in there and do it. I find a warm-up to replace me on that Monday. Doesn't go well. So no, Jeff's not happy. So Jeff says, for Wednesday, don't worry. We're going to have Mike come in and do it. Sweeney. Yes. He done it back in the day, Hi, Mike. So that was he did it, and then didn't go well. So now the job what, was becomes, he out of practice. He was great back in the day, had, but 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 you got to remember twenty five years ago, you, <laughs> and you also got to remember the show culture has changed. Yeah. That didn't might have 80s. worked in that New was York, also in New York, yeah. Back in the day, boom, boom, boom. It's not. I mean, listen, it's like. I'm ending the warm up with a dance contest and people dancing. The baby got back. Like that's what the show needs, right? That's crazy. So Mike did it, and then I I will tell you this: when I so I went to the Christmas party after the, I went. It was that night that Mike did it. Okay, and everybody was like, "You have the most job security on this show right now." Everybody, everybody said it. Was Mike head writer, or he was a writer? He was, he, he was, he's still he's, one he's a of producer. the writers. Yes. He does all the Conan travel shows. Okay. So, but at the very least, he's a, he's. <laughs> yes. If this guy's like, I, I don't know. I thought I could do it. I can't do it. You're fine. By the way, everybody from the office is coming down to watch him. They're like, we got to see Mike. He was legendary in New York. We heard he's the warm-up. Whoa. And then he comes out there and it's just, and it's no fault of anybody's. He's just not used to, to doing it. And like, he's going to bring his own style and that's not, he, I don't think he threw out t-shirts whatever, but like. It, it's so locked in people, by the way people love free shit I don't care oh I just can't see Mike with a foomp yeah yeah yeah. Nope. yeah he's way too acerbic so, right 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 so so that's not you know and I don't mind It'll make like,
0: you feel stupid for wanting the t-shirt
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> so I never mind going out there and like I love it I just you know it's you. it's such a fun gig but it was proof like don't take time off yeah and I did, and it worked to my advantage, though.
0: Um, well, yeah, you're in this particular case. Yes. Uh, so in that time, then, between 2015 and now, the show's undergone a, a few mm-hmm. different configurations. At one point, they downsized a tiny bit made the interview area a little bit smaller. Yep. And it, it, I think it was on wheels or something. Yep. But it, it had more of the feel of sort of his old late-night show, where yes. it sort of got a little bit more condensed. And then more recently—that was maybe a year. And then more recently than that, they did the half-hour format— right. Downsize even more, and then we lost Jimmy and the boys in the band. Yeah, and Andy's still there. I think. Andy's still there, but, but lost the desk and the and, yep. and stuff. So we reconfigured the set, and now it's a small, intimate space. Right, very small. Yeah, but we're still inside a massive warehouse still stage, a huge, yes, or whatever it is. At, yes, uh, uh,
2: Warner. The audience uh, is smaller. Well, there was there was talk when we went to half an hour that it, we would move to a different. Stage or okay. a different location. For other people
0: who don't know, and I don't think we can talk about this, right? The actual stage
2: uh, for Conan, the, whatever you see on
0: TV, that's a box built within a bigger box. And within yeah. that bigger box is all of the production support from the green rooms and the dressing rooms too. There's the, the, other studios, upstairs, the other upstairs, everything, yes. All the auxiliary production areas and yep. everything else. It's yep. a massive, I mean, undertaking. It's, it's everything and, that would have been on uh, the 6th and 14th floors of uh, 30 Rock
2: all inside a soundstage. And what's also crazy is a lot of shows, they tape at a stage and their offices are on the other side of the lot. You know what I mean? Like I a lot of shows do that. Like they're just like way on the other side. So we have the the luxury of like our offices are on the second and third floor of that stage. Yeah. So they do have a lot of space. Huge. It's it's crazy. But but it's I was I was so thankful that we stayed there because I just feel so comfortable there. It's like, yeah. you know, and it's close to home and you know, it's I will say this, it's the best gig. I, I get there at four. I start the warm up at four fifteen. It goes till four thirty, usually, I mean, maybe a minute or two later. And I watched the monologue and I'm walking back to my car at four forty. Wow. It is the craziest gig. And is it still four a week? Four days a week? Four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Wow. Yeah. That is the best. And it's it's crazy to look back because my dad who passed away years ago before I got this gig, if he knew what my dad was a blue collar guy for Chrysler for like fifty years. Like literally was like the janitor, like did like worked his ass off. And if he knew that there were days that I came home and said to my wife, they made me stretch for three minutes. He'd be like, Are you crazy? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, one of the guests was late, so I had to stretch it out and I had to do 18 minutes. And I was like, Are you hot? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, that's a complaint. You know or the, the They the, made me drive all the way in for this. They made me drive. I couldn't get a spot on the lot, you know what I mean? Like there was no pineapple in the green room like Can you this is it? bullshit. Like you know what I mean? Like so ridiculously stupid how you forget what a great gig it is. The movie industry made. It's amazing. Aren't we so lucky just to be even around it? And it's crazy, and then my wife, who is a baker, and she's on her feet all day, Ugh. and I'll come home and be all tired. She's really like, working for a living? I don't want to hear it. I just we're done. <laughs> we're absolutely done. It's but it's great, and then I get to sprinkle in some crew stuff. I get to sprinkle in some corporate gigs. I get. I still get to do sitcoms. Yeah, you know when it you know allows for it. It's you know amazing. what I mean? It's great. I mean, listen. If, if this is all that was dealt to me in my comedy career, I would be more than happy. I mean, like I know a lot of people. Would it be great to have my own show on Comedy Central? Of course. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, I mean, it's there are a lot of guys that don't even, you know, that struggle to pay bills that have to go out and do the Wichita funny bone for 300 bucks. And like, you know, so the fact that you can just kind of like look at these gigs and be like, what's the money? Nah, I'll just stay home. You know what I mean? Like, just better that way. It feels, you know, but for years it wasn't. For years, I had to take lousy gigs that were like all day for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Absolutely. But, but, but even back then, I remember I never mind if a show didn't pay much, but be nice. Yeah. Because there were always these shows where I would get into this mess where you'd walk in and, like, three hours into it, they'd be like, this audience stinks. And I was like, Uh-oh. yeah, I'm now? sitting right here with them. I know. By the way, we're filming a shitty game show in Santa Clarita. <laughs> well, what are you expecting here? This isn't Will and Grace. Like let's be thankful these people are alert and they showed up. What were you doing? Wipeout? Yeah, I oh, that's funny, that's up <laughs> there. That no, is up there. <laughs> that was up there. That was a it was a game show for a buddy of mine. Yeah, wipeout was up there. But I remember like there's no better feeling than when a producer comes up to you and be like, This crowd stinks and you look at them and you're like Maybe we should just call it a day. Like, I'm yeah. more than happy to leave for the day. Do if you want you me to call think, the insurance company? Yeah. Uh... If you don't think that I'm the right fit, let's just end it. No problem. And they look at you like, what? Like, they're not, they're unaware that somebody's talking to them that way. Mm. By the way, how about this? Come up to me and say, hey, is there anything that we can do to get the crowd better? Uh-huh. I understand that they're not great. You want me to go out and get you some gift cards or whatever, but don't come over like you're something and but like. This is the art and the commerce. Of this course. is creative, you know. It's so ridiculously stupid, you know, but it feels – The two sides don't communicate well together. When they tell you that and there's just this like, I am more than happy to leave. I remember – do you remember a game show that Jerry Springer hosted called Baggage? No. A dating show where oh. he would like open up the the briefcases and stuff. It was brutal. It was, Wow. First of all, when you, when you tell people it's filmed in Van Nuys, that should set the record straight right there. I remember they were paying me garbage and I needed the money. I was broke, didn't have uh, any shows – I went in, there was like five shows for like nothing and all paid, all just the bottom barrel. And, uh, this producer comes up to me and he's like, Hey, this guy stink. <laughs> and I was like, I know they're really bad. And I said, but let's face it. I said, you guys are paying way under what you should be paying me. I said, so we have a couple of options. And I was so new. I couldn't believe I said this. I said, we have a couple of options. One, you triple the money and you can come up and earbeat me all day. Right. 2 We leave the money where it is, which we know is both bad, and you leave me alone the entire day. Or three, we just shake hands and call it a day. And he looks at me. He's like, I'll get back to you. And he walks away, and he comes over. 30 minutes later, he's like, let's call it a day. And I was like, no problem. And I remember driving home from Van Nuys uh, at the time. Couldn't be happier. That is amazing. I love it. i just like, you know what? I don't care if you have a higher title than me. That's right up you're there with that rule. Yes, you're <laughs> like, not going to treat. Me I give that up way. on this. Done, done. And if you can bring somebody else in your better, uh, if you think Jim Carrey's going to do this show, yeah, and if get you these think I'm the reason
0: they're not laughing, I am going to have yeah. a nice, beautiful, happy, calm
2: drive home. Well, that's why. That's why I, I, I listen, and I will. I will say this, and I don't mind saying it. The, my, one of my worst experiences was Craig Ferguson. That guy was not a nice guy. And I don't. I say it all the time, and I don't give a shit. He just was a guy that was just. I don't know if it was him or what was going on, but I remember one time he pulled me. I've never had this happen in the years I've been doing warm up. He pulled me behind the the curtain after the monologue, and he's like, "These people stink!" Blah 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 blah, yelling at me, and it's like dude, why don't you talk to your writers about this shitbag bag monologue wow. and the guests who are on the show? Like nobody cares about whoever's on the show. And, uh, I'll never forget it was from that point on. I was like, I'm not going to be treated this way. How no long,
0: way. How long did you stay on that? Sh- I was on that show. show for
2: about a year and a half. So from Ferguson, you did the the changeover and then to, you I did for a year I, and I half. did Carson Daly, and then oh and you it, came back to Ferguson. So what happened was I did Kilborn, I did Craig Ferguson, and then what happened was I then I got Carson Daly, mm-hmm. which was great because then there was a point. This was so funny. There was a, a great point during Craig Ferguson that they fired me, right? And then they were trying people and realized nobody could do it. Then they brought me back. And then I quit on them to go do Carson Daly, oh which goodness. was the greatest kind of like you know, screw you. I mean, I just like again, Conan's great. Carson, like, there's a lot of people that just have been so nice to me. I mean, listen, Craig Kilborn, it's 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 out there that he was not a nice guy. You know what I mean? That he was kind of this. Very jockey. He, oh, it's who he is. He that's owns. That's him, of course. Like, but, but you're right. He was also Nicole, very that's... open about leaving because he wanted to go be a movie star. Right, right. Then he was in the Shaggy Dog and Old School, and then that was old it. Old School. Is yeah, the only yeah. thing I could think of. Yeah. So, but, but again, that was his persona. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I get it, no problem. But when you have this guy coming, I was like, uh, oh, hello, Chicky Monkeys, and like, you know, great to be American, and whatever. It's like, it's like, okay, great. And he's putting on this persona, and I was like, and then backstage, I'm like, gotta be kidding me. You know what I mean? Like. Why are you so angry? And listen, you, you talk to everybody in this business, and you're like, who is not fun to work with? He's right up there. That name's dropped all the time. That name, and you want to think of the name number two? Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, any idea who the second name is? I mean, I've got people I didn't enjoy working with, but I don't tell other people about it anymore. Uh, Ellen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just a hard show just so demanding. Just don't well, look at her. Don't whatever. You know what I mean? Fairness, I worked back in the
0: day, back in the Conan Saturday Night yep. Live, like when I was a kid at 30 Rock, I was working on the Rosie O'Donnell uh, mm-hmm. daytime show. Mm. And that was very similar. Oh, the Queen of Nice was right. what she was yeah. doing. That, the whole thing. And I actually am a fan of Rosie O'Donnell's because I think I think she's got a brilliant brain. Yep. Take the politics out of it. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, uh, uh, so I actually enjoyed my experience. And it was the same scenic designer who did the Letterman show. Like yeah. The whole thing. But- what we experienced there and what America saw are two completely yep. different things. Of course. And I'm not saying it had anything even to do with Rosie's a bitch. No, I'm not saying that. In fact, I'm, I'm saying the opposite of that. But whatever went into having that entity be what it was that everybody loved,
2: yeah. holy smokes,
0: it was not nearly that lovable on the floor.
2: I also think it's this. I also think these people, especially you look at somebody like Alan, they're just out of touch. They have no idea what it's like going to the grocery store. Or they don't, you know, yeah, that they worked
0: really hard to get out of
2: town. Absolutely. So they are, so, so they have so many people around them, yesing them, that they oh, don't know. Interesting. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, they're a, just in a bubble. Yes. You're not, and what I love about Conan is that, like, you know, when we bring people to the show, you know, they can come in with you, they can hang out, they can do whatever. There's no, there's just no ego there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know, like, if I, I have friends that work on Ellen, I was like, hey, can I ever come over and watch a show? And it's like, Uh, uh, it's like, forget it. Like I just, you know, like it's impossible to get into that studio. You know what I mean? And like, listen, she walks the Warner Brothers lot with guards and, you know, it's just like, it's not, you know. Well, anything with that kind of money attached to it is protected. 100%. Even if Ellen didn't
0: want to be that way. And I would say there's a lot of that stuff that she probably would, if it were up to her, get rid of just as a person. But when you're protecting that kind of money – it's, I mean, that is. she's an entity that makes course. a lot of money for a lot of companies. <laughs> well, but you also think, too, you're like – You talk well, about the detachment, though.
2: It can come from that as well. But you're like well, – well, who's because you, I didn't realize this, but you're like, who's getting her on the Warner Brothers lot? That's where she works. But you're like, there's people who are – like people on the tour, people on whatever. Like, There's you know, nothing but strangers on there's that There's all lot. strangers on that lot. Yeah. yeah. So Pee Wee Herman funny, got on. Yes, <laughs> laughing exactly. Laughing with Milton Berle. Easy. But it is one of those things you're just like – those are – like that – if I look back on my – Warm up career. I always look at that. I was like, that wasn't a fun time in my life. Yeah. I was like, and then when I went to Carson Daly and was treated so well because I was the guy, <laughs> they were all hungry. They were all, yeah, exactly, you know exactly. I mean, they all really wanted this to work. I will say, with Carson Daly, we we did three test shows before it even hit the air. It was me. I think a guy named Mark Cohen and then Brody Stevens. We all did guest oh, shows sure. b- before they even filmed it. I did the very first one. I do the first one. It goes decent enough. The audience goes outside. They're waiting on those benches to go back in and see a second test show. The same people, the same paid people. So I don't remember who did the turned the, the audience,
0: but it's the same it's audience. It's the same audience, right?
2: <laughs> so I don't remember who was after me, if it was Brody or Mark, but they, they load the people in and then – Uh, The audience comes up to me and they're like, hey, Gary, great job. We loved you. We'll see you back inside. And I said, I'm not doing the second show. But guys, just a word, just kind of a, a helpful piece of advice. The producers thought you guys were way too loud. So if you could tone it back. For the second show and the next guy coming in, like, like, and I was like, I'm getting this gig, regardless of what tactics it takes. Wow! To get this, to, I, I needed that hard. Money. Yeah, and so I don't remember what they were like, but I was just Gary like, dirty business. I'm cannon. getting it. I'm getting this gig. I don't care, and I got it. Uh, we have done the hour.
0: How do you feel about this experience? I'm loving getting to know you This is all. fantastic. I mean, come back I sometime. I feel like I know you guys immediately. I
2: really do. I mean, well, it was we very... talked for a long time. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is an amazing setup. I mean, just like, you know, normally people do podcasts be a backseat of their car. They're just like, hey, here, hold this microphone." I'm like, "Well, okay." You <laughs> know yeah. I mean Yeah. It's so weird. You're like, you, you know, like nobody, you're like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, when people walk
0: in, they either, either it's like yesterday, this is the reason they're here because mm-hmm. we have done all that. Like, if you build it, they will come. Uh, or it's the people who think they are just going to do, you know, oh, can you please show up at my plans, friend's house for their podcast or whatever? Right. And you're expecting the dining room table, kitchen counter kind of thing. Yes. And then they walk, come around the corner and they see all the tenting and everything. And then they see, what the hell is in there?
2: What is going on? And by the way, it's also so beautifully lit. Like, everything looks great. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's thank you very much. That's so, my background. It, but, and I was I was saying this the to production. you when, when this showed up, like how cool it was. Because I remember years and years ago, the first thing I bought when I got Carson Daly was I bought a stand-up Donkey Kong game machine. Oh, sure. The old I, arcade. The old arcade yeah, game. that's from Silver just, Spoons or whatever. Yes, yes. He had a Tron, actually. Oh, sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I bought the machine. And this guy that I bought it from... Kept <laughs> kept telling me it's going to be delivered, going to be delivered. He was ma- you I, have your I, choice of beverages here, by the way, if you're if Oh, you're yeah, choking, yeah, yeah. If no, are no. Um, So he kept telling me it was on its way. And I was like, I said to the guy, I said, dude, if it's not here today, I'm pulling it. I don't want it anymore. So almost like this desk, I, I was sitting in my apartment in Santa Monica getting ready to go to Carson Daly. And I had a, uh, an apartment that looked over the street level. And I look out, and here comes this pickup truck with a Donkey Kong <sighs> game machine. Looks and like it was Frogger. Oh, my God. Well, by the way, it has all the games built in. Pac-Man, oh, it's Frogger. One it's, a, it's an all-in-one. I love that. And, and, he, and I see this game. I was like, holy, this is the greatest. Yep. It, almost like when you see that, like, and I would wake up in the middle of the night and just see the machine. I'd be like, just a piece of childhood right here. We, so great.
0: We, you asked about it before. And the truth is, yes, when we set the stuff up, you know, the first it had arrived, we said, um, uh, well, we have to do at least one show like this. There was a bit time in the oh. 90s when this when the uh the when this stuff was all retired and we yeah. did a show in the lobby while they were redoing the theater kind of thing okay and <clears throat> so we said oh that'll be the thing because we were redoing this into a, a, a studio and so we did we did do it with the chair you know the Dave setup and we had yeah. one show where we did that and it was weird and Wait. wild and I was just in the in the living room of our own home with the kitchen behind us so, I mean it was not like nothing fancy yeah and the lighting was horrible but it, it, there's a weird thing being in this position even with her here yeah
2: it, it, there's a weird you know what I mean there's a lot of history took place right the, here. oh my gosh it's so crazy I, when I walked in I was looking at it it's like oh my gosh there it is that mm. is so cool it's nuts it's yeah <laughs> Good for you guys. All right. So you enjoyed it? I loved it. I'll come back
0: it. sometime because I I I know we got to the talk show stuff, but I want to get to know you a little bit more, figure out why you got into the conversation. Listen, and is this
2: one stuff. of those things where like we want you back and then I never hear it from you guys I know how this works. Yes, this is a scam. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, you're admitting it. We're in our own home. We have to have people leave happy. Uh, uh, no, no, you're <laughs> no, just such thank a you delight, guys. and
0: you're a pro at this. You make it very easy. I got to just sit here and shut up. Oh, which, that's so nice. If people who actually watch this show know that's a feat for me. Really? Yeah. Especially, I think it was because of yesterday they had me. Uh, he had me tell that whole story. Oh, I that's so was funny! Able to sit here, I feel like you're universe. You're the universal balance. For I the sometimes whole
2: thing. think because I told you this before we got on the air. I said I, I really. I, I love asking like a ton of questions, and like people get annoyed. They're like, would you shut up? You no, the,
0: but the first thing you did when you came in was firing off
2: questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love to know backgrounds. You know what I mean? Like, I It's it. important to me.
0: Well, you didn't let me get to any on yours. Oh, my gosh. But that's all right. No, there was a bunch of Cs. We got to a lot of it. Comedy Cars, Childhood, Chastler, we didn't get to. Conan, we got to. Yeah. Late Night Afternoon, we didn't get to. Mm. Uh, let's do that next time. Okay.
2: And then uh, Nine Dogs is just a lot of dogs. I Listen, I love, love, love. It, it, it's It's actually... I'm surprised my wife is still with me because I will just go grab a dog. You're from the, the shelter. reason for the nine. Oh dogs. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sometimes it goes the other way around.
2: No, it's we both love dogs, but like literally, I'm on they, Facebook and all these messenger groups, and if I see a dog that's going to be put down, you're not like, on my you're watch. The guy, you're the savior. I so drove up to Lancaster. All yeah. different breeds. All of them. Yeah, and they all get along for the most part. We we just we just had uh, a dog – when they're happy to be alive. I think so. We just had a dog that literally chewed up our entire. House, like chewed up the couch, all the wiring on the TV. We put him outside. This is well behaved. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, we didn't know this. He was brutal, but the most lovable dog. Oh, when God. you came home, he'd be like, "Sorry, man." You know what I mean? Like, could. I got this separation anxiety thing. And I just know this: if if I were a kid, and and our dog even chewed a shoe, my dad would be like. That dog's going to the farm, and you're like, where's the farm? (laughs) Oh, it's a big old open space. Way upstate. Yeah, and you had no idea that it was off of the freeway, and you're like, oh, my God. But, like, I don't care. Like, that dog can chew anything. Don't care. (laughs) They're the greatest. It's fine when they went to go live on a farm. Now, when you told me what it really is, it's just so <laughs> horrible. I'm still, I, even though my dad passed away years ago, I'm still like upset that he would, because I'm such a big dog guy now, you know what I mean? That I'm like, you know, literally, I mean, we, we have a dog right now in one of our spare rooms, like a Rottweiler that we're fostering, can't mingle with the other dogs. But I'm like, I'd rather have him in our, our room than in a shelter or dead yeah, you're a wonderful so person. i don't i don't it doesn't bother me you know what i mean
0: are, are you that way with humans i mean there are a lot of stray dogs in the comic world so to yeah. speak. yeah no i like dogs better yeah okay
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. why i'm asking there are some people course. i think of
0: sarah silverman she just picks up sp- strays all over them stay at my place yeah yeah, yeah.
2: it's the great i mean it's 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 my passion project i love it oh, i love you. doing it. it's great i told you when you came in here i was like you got a warm
0: heart you gave um, me a hug right off the bat good stuff um so come back sometime. I, we'll, I would we'll love to. More of
2: this. I would absolutely love to. Uh oh
0: how can we find you? How can people stay oh. up to date on what's going on well. with you? this? is the segment we call <laughs> Billboard.
2: Let's see. Um uh, my website has uh all the connections to my Facebook, all that stuff. It's just uh com. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Uh,
0: are you on the Instagram and all that stuff?
2: Uh yeah, it's it's on there too. It's, it's I, I my there. my name changed, but it's like something but no, it's am right. just curious it's linked down are. there yeah yeah yeah. yeah a lot of our people are Instagram yep. followers so absolutely um, beautiful then
0: we are going to see you soon I don't know when and then uh, what uh, you know what I was going to say? Why don't we just come over and see a Conan tape? I was going
2: to I was going to invite you guys. Of we course, can see, your, let's do it. You, awesome. do your, your, and you guys are like three minutes away. <laughs> it's literally yes. It's away. so close. It's so close. So let's do that. That would be great.
1: Please awesome. let us know. And I've been talking to Indian for forever. I'd love
2: to see him. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. he's so nice. I mean, just yeah. like that whole crew over there. It's like this is family here. There were a lot of people that
0: came from New York. Steve, yep. the stage manager, is he still there? Yep. He Steve was, Hollander. He was from Six uh, A back in the. See, now there was a. Most people don't get it. when you're going to be canceled. Every effing week. Yeah. Well, you know from Carson, except yeah. it's still on the air. Uh, no, he's There's done. a weird. There's a weird. Well, you know, there's a weird camaraderie that yep. happens when you're all fucking getting through it together.
2: Steve is in the opening uh, show, the cold open of the first Conan show. Remember when Conan was going to go into his dressing room and hang himself? He's walking. Vaguely. Yeah, he's in the hallway. He's like, uh, yep, yep. Because Steve was like a PA before he became like head stage manager. I just
0: remember, I remember all of the people around him. And yep. then when we went back to go, you had a client on, uh, whatever, a couple of years ago, Tracy Morgan or somebody, and we were over at, you know, the, the red, st- still where you are, but the mm-hmm. old version. And uh, uh, there was Paula, was one of the bookers, she was. Paula Davis is still day. there. Yeah, Paula yep. Davis. Davis, yeah. Wow. And we saw Steve go by and I was like, was that Steve? Yep. And she was like, yes.
2: They're all still Crazy. there. Camera guys, audio guys. It's like, that speaks a lot. I mean, it yeah. speaks a they heavy moved, volume moved out here about him. Gina's you know what I mean? still
1: there? Who? Gina?
2: Gina Batista. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's awesome. all Paula and Gina. Yep. Yeah. In fact, people will say to me like, "Hey, do you know so and so?" And I was like, "Listen, I'm there for 25 <laughs> minutes. I don't know who's upstairs. I don't. I couldn't." But spot some people, people have in been Valina. there all 25 years. Yep, they have. Yep. It's a great gig.
0: Um, all right, Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very. Oh, what do we have tomorrow? Carson. Ka- Carson Chan. Boy, mm-hmm. it's Carson. 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 Oh, I see you looking at your watch. Who's Carson we'll Chan? Get you out of here. He, ironically, he's a famous watch guy. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. He, but I mean, like, really into watches. really. I'm collects
2: $100,000 watch. I mean, really a big deal in the watch world. I love on cruise ships where they always tell you, uh, hey, uh, the final day of the cruise, you can get 20% off. It's like... Guys, a $60,000 I mean, watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who's buying the – same people buying the artwork on the cruise ship. We They're watched
0: like, something the other day. And he goes, a lot of my clients book cruises just so they can buy artwork. I was like, oh, <laughs> <come> <laughs> this guy's full of shit.
2: There was – I met a girl one time on a cruise who worked in the jewelry store. And she's like, I got to tell you, we have the best buys. And we're like, <laughs> I can understand that <laughs> if, if there the weren't – Yeah, buys. if there weren't the internet. This ring's from Costco. I mean, there you go. I, and I, I literally bought it myself because my wife didn't have the money. So it's like – it's ridiculous. Like, you mean to tell me in the advent of the internet – the cruise line still has the cheapest prices on this junk. You're great. You're high. They don't. There's no no possible way. Oh, my goodness. All
0: right. Uh, so tomorrow, Carson Chan. Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very Happy much. Uh, you guys Gary, are such a
2: cute couple. We, I can tell you guys really love each other. We do. This is the very opposite of me and my wife. We don't care for each other. That's <laughs> why all the dogs. Uh, Gary, we love you so very much. Thank, Thank you, guys. for being yeah. here. Uh, we love everybody at home.
0: Please love one another, and we will see you tomorrow.